0: Kill
1: you makes you Hello everyone. Welcome along to Thoroughbred Weekly on this Sunday morning. Uh, Ronnie and I weren't at Rosehill yesterday. We made the trip to Brisbane <laughs> uh, for no reason at all because <laughs> the meeting was called off. Uh, by the time we got to the track at um, well, I was there early about eight o'clock. Uh, it was pouring rain, and they had no choice but to call that meeting off. So we had nothing to do. So Ronnie and I headed to the local polling station and handed out how to vote cards <laughs> at Hendra. Um...
0: <laughs> yes. yeah, that was a bit messy. It was, it was, I don't think it was well handled that situation in Brisbane yesterday. They everyone wanted to tell you the meeting would be off, except for the authorities. You know, we had jockeys and trainers and owners getting on planes: the six thirty plane, the seven o'clock, the eight o'clock, the nine o'clock. They get the other side and all they're going to do is try and get another, another plane back, which was a hassle. I know things can happen on a race course, but you, you could foresee that. For, I was there. I stayed overnight. It didn't worry me. And... Um, it was raining most of the morning, and you look at the radar, you knew you were in big trouble. The, 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 it was badly handled. 9.30 yeah. seemed very late. Too, Far too late. People, There's horses on floats, there's staff mm. getting at the track. I walked out and there were still people lined up at the gate thinking the races were on. Mm. Uh, so look, anyway, uh, Rose Hill, it was tough work there as well. We've had the, all these heavy tracks, and yeah. the, the form's going to be hard to follow. There's some great stories out of the meeting which we'll get to. and. Um, A couple of impressive winners that could well go into Brisbane and be very competitive. Tracks are very tied. They're just very, very tied.
1: Yesterday we uh, opened with the uh, two-year-old, the open two-year-old, and um, the girls got together. Uh, Sophie Baker from the Chris Wallace stable and uh, Steph Waller, they put together a syndicate of four ladies, and here's how she did it. As we pick them up, Madam Pomery gets the job done in the first.
2: Then Madame Pomery on the outside of John Darmory. Dark Harmony, Northern Beaches going around them into the straight now. And it's O Tycoon tested here by Vinnie Spirit, the outside, and Vinnie Spirit races to the lead. Northern Beaches moves up on the outside and Madame Pomery clear from Dark Harmony. Madame Pomery puts the head in front now and gets a length in front of Northern Beaches, Vinnie Spirit, and then Dark Harmony, but Madame Pomery is edging clear. Madame Pomery ridden right out, is gonna win it quite comfortably at the end. Second goes to Dark Harmony, head in front of Northern Beaches, and a neck back on the inside, Vinnie Spirit. They'll clear from Shakira.
0: She was pretty good, wasn't she? Uh, she was first up, she's a nice filly. She was in the market at her only run last preparation. So there's no fluke in this uh, performance. So uh, she won, she wins with a, a lot of authority. And um, yeah, you talk about the girls, it was the who's who of mm-hmm. wives there. So it was a big weekend for the girls in Australia, that's for sure. Um, And she has to be one to follow, I would think. Dark Harmony overachieved there in in second position. Uh, Northern Beaches had his chance. He loomed up and just knocked up a little bit late there. But uh, looking outside, the winner, I haven't got too far to look. It's all about her. We just don't know how
1: good some of these horses could be They've never seen a good track. They've never been on top of the ground. No, they, they, they could all be floundering in this going, and when we finally struck, uh, strike a good
0: track, all these these two-year-olds, unheard of might be superstars. Exactly. And we've had a couple of really nice off-season two-year-old races of late and it's just impossible to line them up. Like, exactly what you say. We don't know what, the, what these tracks we're working with. We saw wet trackers that yesterday go back to Rose Hill and tail off. Not mm-hmm. just one, not just two. There was four and five terrible runs from horses in the market yep. and how do we approach these horses? Because we know these horses are going better than that. That has been the theme. Horses will handle a
1: heavy track uh, brilliantly. On one circuit, they'll go over the road, down the road, across a suburb, and not handle it at all. Here's Chris Waller and Jay Ford.
3: Big plus today. Yeah, I thought this the this stable mate, Northern Beaches, we're gonna go straight past her. But when the pressure came on, he struggled in the going, and she excelled. And yeah, she's always shown us some ability, and um, obviously good enough to have her a, a race as an early two-year-old, and owners have been patient. Good group of owners. They are. And,
4: um, yeah, they'll be very excited. She was certainly OK on debut going back to January, wasn't she?
3: Yep, she certainly was, and obviously she was one of our horses running before... Or- early or pre-slipper we thought a bit of her and um yeah she's just done everything right since and uh looks to have a bright future
5: she drew the soft gate to get a nice perch just there behind the speed traveled always very well throughout the majority of the race and once we got in the straight and i popped her out once she balanced and i went for her she really lengthened for me so she obviously enjoyed the conditions today i think she's still a work in progress i think she'll be better as she stretches out in trip a little bit, and obviously as she gets more experience under a belt.
3: And were the team confident about her chances today?
5: Uh, they said they always liked her. She's shown good ability at home, and they were happy with her trials this time round. So obviously coming into a meeting with a track the way it is at the moment is a bit of an unknown, especially with babies, but she seemed to excel in those conditions.
1: Okay, so that was the two-year-old. We go down to the highway for the country train gallopers and the last start, Albury galloper, the winner of a highway three weeks ago at Hawkesbury Hardware Lane, was sent out the favourite at $2.60.
0: Yeah, and he uh, was a disappointing, although he did have a slow recovery rate and um, and uh, uh, Tommy was fined 500 for not riding him out. So, I... Boom Boom Basil really deserved this win. He'd done it tough, and he's two runs back from a spill, and they've both been on heavy tracks. We've been waiting for him to get onto a dry, but he he just he's just a one tough horse. He's a he's a really good bush horse, and he's like I said, he, he's he's been good at all three runs back now and deserved that win. Overextend wide no cover, but I don't think that was bad on the day, and he he stuck on pretty well there. Uh, Pure Fuego was good, he was off a long spell, so you'd expect only improvement from him uh, pushing forward, and Marco Dream had, um well, he did his thing, he, he got back and run on well there late, but uh, a thoroughly deserved win. Brett's done a good job with him, and he's uh, he's in for a good preparation. Son of Rodney Rob, Brett Rob, he's doing an
1: outstanding job, and here he was after the win.
5: Yeah, no, he's a good, tough horse, you know. He, he came to us with a few issues, you know, if you had asked me five or six months ago, I thought, you know, this horse won't ever race, but, um, you know, he come out the other side and, um, yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun with him. I've brung a fair few horses down for the highways trying to win one, but when I um, brung him down for the first time, I thought, oh, he's the right horse to do it, you know, he goes good, this horse, that was a good tough win there, I thought he was gone at the furlong, you know, but he dug deep. Like you said, I've ridden him his last couple and um, he's been racing really well, particularly last start at Gosford, I just had to do a power work and he was brave enough to stick on for fourth. And and the barriers come out today, I'm like, oh, well, that's good. His luck's changing, barrier 18. But uh, a few scratchings, he come in, still had to do a bit of work. But once I got outside the leader, he's really travelling through the ground. And um, when challenged, he fought bravely and ended up uh, winning quite easily. Did you manage just to back off the
3: speed there in the middle stages?
5: Yeah, it felt r- sort of from the half mile to about the 500. We got a, a really nice cheap sectional there. So I think that helped his hor- this horse. And like I said... When when he was challenged there at about the furlong, he lifted and, um, yeah, went on, race away from him.
1: All right. And in other news, you wouldn't believe it, a horse called Early Voting has just won the Preakness at Pimlico. Early Voting has just won the Preakness.
0: Was it race four, number four, barrier four? No. No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Race 12, number five, Jose Ortiz and Chad Brown. Alright, uh, Phillipsburg. Let's pick up the call here as they come around the home turn. A, a dogged win by Phillipsburg. The favourite was Rangitoa at $2.80.
2: Three in front now to Barrakello. Rangatoa revved up by Bowman, running on. And Elusive Jewel revved up by Abdullah. But it's French Bonnet. Two lengths clear, but Elusive Jewel giving chase. Phillipsburg the inside. Rangatoa battling between them. Phillipsburg sustains the run the inside, and Elusive Jewel sustains it wide out. And Elusive Jewel and Phillipsburg fighting it out now. Elusive Jewel and Phillipsburg. Stride for stride. Phillipsburg lifting the inside, and Phillipsburg beat Elusive Jewel. And they finish well clear of the favourite Rangatoa. Then French Bonnet...
0: He's come of of age, this Tyler Schiller. I know he's been a good rider all the way through, but just the confidence he's got in himself at the moment is just amazing, and his timing is just spot on. So, you've got to give him... And Mark, you know, he just continues to throw out these apprentices. I think it was Tommy Sherry's last day as an apprentice yesterday, so he's in the big time now, but... Mark look, just—he looks the part, Schiller, he, too, doesn't he? He does. Like he'd had the good grounding in mm. in, in, in his home area, but uh, to to think, uh, just he's just polished off. Yeah, he's just polished off. Beautiful, good win. Um, going well. Had the weight. Did it tough. Lucy G- Jewell looked all over a winner when she cantered up there, and she was just nudged out again. I wouldn't give up on Rangitoa. It's still early for him. It's only second run in Australia and and I'll assess him on a little bit better track, maybe over a little bit further, when he can get uh, more control. French bonnet went out hard, and um, probably just knocked up that bit late. Uh, With a harness racing background, he's taken to the Gallopers
1: brilliantly, James Ponsonby, who trains on his own property. Uh, Here he was after the win.
5: He was terrific, Gav. He just kept getting pushed further and further back. He just seems to be leaving the gates terribly at the moment, but, Tyler uh, never gave up on the horse and he gave him a good run through the, the middle stages there and, and he took the right option up the straightaway and uh, the horse loves the battle so when that horse came down on top of him he, uh, he only knows one thing and that's to dig his head out and have another try so it was fantastic and yeah, that's it. <laughs> when
4: the other horse got to him on the outside elusive Jewel, you could just see there was something still left in the locker.
5: Yeah, no, he's, um, uh, 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 he's the whole time I've had him, that's been his greatest attribute from the time he kicked off winning a maiden at Maruya, um He just puts his head in and tries his ears off. He's been a good horse for the stable. <laughs> he's a terrific horse for the stable, so uh, if I can find another three or four of them like him, I'll be happy.
6: Yeah, I haven't had a lot to do with him, but I know that last start, him and my horse were both very unlucky being back in the field dictated to by a very slow pace so today with the genuine speed he was still far back but he just got to make up his ground a um, bit of momentum in the straight and a bit of clear room helped. Did you always feel like you were travelling like a horse that could be fighting at the finish? He travelled well but coming into the straight he really gave me a feel that he was quickening and ready to catch the leaders and he ran him down with, without pulling the stick and then when I pulled the stick he was in for the fight
1: Okay so that was uh, the sweep's Handicap we're three down when we come back Uh, Blake Ryan's Big Day Out, his first winner in town, next on Thoroughbred Weekly. Race number four was the Midway. Before we show you that race, the winner was uh, Mo Macduff. How many
0: how many homes has he had? Well, I reckon he's had four, five. I don't know. I, I think he started off with Chris Lees. He went to Gwenda Markwell, and yep. then he went to Richard and Michael Friedman. Yep. Uh, Angela Davies had him, I think, last, and then Blake's got him. So Five. He's had five. So, five homes. And he's obviously enjoying this one because it was pretty good win. Yep. Uh, first winner for the stable in town... Let's pick up the call,
1: MOMAC bringing them home in the midway.
2: Highly desired swings deep now from Momac well into the straight. Son of Samson back on the inside. Rovers had enough. Marnix winding up. Two lengths away to Bentley Magic. So it's Marnix going after Momac and highly desired. Then Son of Samson the rails. Marnix drawing level with Momac. Momac's got a lift though. Momac is kicking from Marnix. Momac the inside beating off Marnix and again storming home late but Momac's going to win it. Momac by three quarters getting up for second and again just in front of Marnix and Son of Samson close-up
0: with home. Yeah, look, uh, we all know it was a good, tough win. They all had a go at him. They're all coming to beat him, but he just fought off all challenges. That's a nice return to form. Second up there from Anna Gaines. She's uh, a filly that showed nice promise in the first couple of runs, and that's encouraging to see uh, that improvement there. Marnix, he loomed to win, didn't go on with the job. Uh, look, Son of Sampson was OK late, and highlight his eye was solid after doing work up front, but all honours with the winner. Keegan kept him in a rhythm and he really enjoyed it. Well,
1: son of uh, Gerald Ryan, Blake Ryan, training in his own right now. He wasn't there at Rosehill yesterday. Let's go to the interview with his wife, Jessica.
7: Blake was always confident he was going really well. He was a little bit disappointed we got the rain, which we did, but he's always been confident in the horse and the horse has never given up. The whole prep, he's been really game, but just running on heavy tracks, which he doesn't love, But, um, no, he was super today.
4: He'd been thereabouts, pretty well all prep.
7: Yeah, he's never been far off, and he's never a horse that gives in. You know, every start, he gives his all. Um, We were just trying to pick off the right race and try and find a little bit of a drier track. But, unfortunately, the weather gods weren't kind today. But he proved to be really game today.
4: He's had a few homes, but he seems to be liking life out at Hawkesbury.
7: Yeah, I think he is. He's, he's a funny horse. He's really quite quirky, but he seems to be a happy horse, and Blake's doing a really good job just managing him. He's actually at Dubbo with our two first starters today, so he took the hard gig, and I got the easy one.
8: Yeah, definitely. No, I think he's also really relish, his neck ground. Uh, I wanted him quite a long time ago down at Nara, and he's obviously come a long way since then. You know, Blake's done a good job with him. He's been very, very consistent in this, uh, in this prep, and uh, I think it was a well-deserved win. And from a low draw today, was that
3: always a plan, to just take hold and inch to the best part of the track?
8: Yeah, definitely. No. I think that probably Ellen just dictated me a little bit of the top of the straight to, to, to get out, which I didn't mind at all. Um, I would have been happy to lead or take a sit, and uh, she was getting quick enough for me to be able to take a sit and uh, was lucky enough to pop off. And uh, he really, like I say, really relished in that ground, and he picked up quite nicely, and uh, he, he fought for four challenges.
1: Well, he wasn't there at Rose Hill yesterday. He was at Dubbo, as Jess said in that interview, but he's joining us now. Congratulations on your first winner in town, Blake Ryan. Thanks, Greg. So Bla- D- Dubbo took precedence. Was that because they were young horses?
9: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, Mamat's um, been around the world a few times, so he, you just point him in the direction and go. So just with two first starters and two-year-olds, and, you know, that's where things might go wrong, so you want to be there and not have an excuse and make sure you can uh, cross your T's and dot the I's and, and they race well, you know, that was the only reason we went there, it was you know, easier for, Jessie's got the four year old, two year old and one in the belly so um, it's easier to keep her at Rose Hill.
1: So you've been involved in a lot of big wins with your dad, what was that like?
9: Oh uh, yeah, right up there, you know, um, especially being at Rose Hill. I'm well, a Roseville boy, since best part of 22 years there, and know every blade of grass on the place, and um, now that that made it a bit extra special um, for me. But yeah, no, um, I've got to say it was probably a good thing I was at Rose Hill. I might have been a blubbering mess, but um, <laughs> uh, no, it, was, it, was, it was a good day.
0: Well, you've 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 served a long apprenticeship. You've you've been through everything, really. You started off. You wanted to be a race caller, was that right?
9: Yeah, did a lot of that as a as a young bloke. And um, actually, was in that first two um, k y competition with Matt Hill and Nat Wallace. And I think I was only about thirteen then, and was calling the trials at um, the Gold Coast when I was a schoolboy. And and then when we moved down here, I was I worked with Dad obviously, and went and did three years with Tim Martin when around the time Excel was around. And, and then decided to have another crack at race calling when TVN started, and I was understudied at Mark Sheen for 12 months or so, and then um, opportunity came up to direct and business pitch and produce a little bit, so I did. I ended up spending seven years there, and um, had a great time, and made some, you know, that's where I met all of you guys, and, um, you know, and then the bug never leaves you, so um, time came, that you know, I wanted to have a red-hot crack at this, and... So I went back and never yeah, rode at the picnics for a couple of years while I was riding work and learning. And, and then time came to kick off on our own, so we did.
0: Yeah, it showed a lot of dedication when you did, you, 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 how much, you took off so much weight when you wanted to go ride at the picnics. And it, and obviously you had success there. And I think you went to Hong Kong and were breaking in some horses over there. Was that right? Yeah, dropped 50
9: kilos. 50, unbelievable. I think it was, and, um, and did that in about nine months. And, um, yeah, then Opportunity came up to go to Hong Kong with their international sale horses, their boot up horses, and um, through Tim Boland at Limitless Lodge, he was um, in charge of the Australian contingent for the jockey club at that time. So I did three trips there um, with their horses, and that was, that was a great experience. And made some good connections there and opened my eyes a bit. And, um, so, and then when we came back, that's when I started to... Um, as well as work for Gerald, was was, um, start my own little side business with doing some ready-to-run horses myself, and and that exponentially grew very quickly, actually. I did four the first year and then had eight, and then since then we've had, you know, 16, 17. I think we've got 21 this year, so um, that just kept growing, and I thought, well, the time's right to... You know, I wanted to keep doing that because I I do enjoy it, but also, you know, out here to be a horse trainer, so... Um, opportunity came up to lease half a dozen boxes off No Mayford Smith, and and, um, and I jumped at it, and and the rest is history.
0: Yeah, and now it gets harder when you've got to put your hand up in the air for these two and three hundred thousand dollar yearlings, with only <laughs> and <just> then <laughs> trying to sell them to owners. It, it gets a little bit tougher now.
9: It does, yeah, yeah. It's it's very tough, but you know everyone's in the same boat. Everyone works hard, and everyone puts their neck on the line, and and you just got to hope you trust trust the process and and back yourself and and find some people to back you as well which is you know starting those numbers are starting to grow so um you know i started first horse walk in the place on the i think it was australia day last year and i had one horse and five boxes and john o'shea filled the other four with some pre-trainers for me and he's been sensational to me and and um, now we've got 45 on the books and, and moving into a new facility on the 1st of June up the road, leasing um, Mr Graham Mapp's property off him, up at the, behind the 1000 metre chute. And so we can go to 34 boxes and, and hopefully there, you know, we can get to a number where we're competitive.
1: Well, that's beautiful. So, so you, start, you start out on your own just as COVID hits. That, that couldn't have been easy.
9: Yeah, and Jess was about six months pregnant too, so yeah, it was oh. genius.
1: What a great decision. <laughs>
9: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no not they hit the brick wall a few times. But, uh I, you know, you kept putting it off. You go through times, there was a couple of times I was gonna do it. And horses like Manari and Trapeze artists came along, or horse like Rubik came along, and, and and you just, I thought, if I keep finding reasons to not do it, you'll never do it. And then it was, oh, COVID, et cetera. So, and it was, um, I thought, butter it jump in, have a go, make or break, and so we did, and it's been tough, and but everyone's doing it tough and worked hard, so, you know, harder you work, the luckier you get, as a lot of people say. So, hopefully, um, you know, yesterday's the start of something.
1: So, how does the future look? How's how's this stable setting up for you, uh, looking forward to, say, the next six to 12 months?
9: Uh, a lot of young horses on the book. Mr Policino that owns the horse, owns MoMAC, he's been very supportive. He's got four or five with us now and and, um, bought us a nice schnitzel cold at Easter. And and so I think, um, you know, we think of of the 42 on the books, I think 24 of them are only at the breakers now. So um, it's going to be a two to three year process, but we'll keep trying to pick off the ones with the older horses that we have and keep placing them right. I think before... Yesterday, we had a little bit of a frustrating run. I think we had six seconds between winners, and when you're only taking sort of half a dozen to the races, that, span, that starts to draw out the sort of three-month period. But um, it was good to break the duck yesterday, and especially in town. And with that horse, he's been really consistent, that horse. He's, I thought he could win his first start for me, and he ran into character at Kembler. Um, he ran second there, and then a um, couple of heavy tracks, and... It just um, His blood wasn't right a couple of times, but he kept racing well. And, and since Warwick Farm, I think he's jumped out of the ground. And, and since he's run the other day at Hawkesbury, he, is, he has not missed a beat. You know, so um, I was really confident going in yesterday until we got that last bit of rain. But I just thought with Rose Hill heavy, a bit different to, say, a Randwick heavy. And um, with his action, I thought he might handle the Rose Hill heavy, which cause Tim got off him at Hawkesbury. He said a nine's just just too heavy with him. Um but yesterday also back to 1400 he's probably not working as hard for as long in it so to sort of help him get through it
2: well
1: great work you should be very proud of your achievements so far all the best in the future enjoy Sunday
9: no worries. thanks Kent.
1: there's uh, Blake Ryan so in nine months he lost the equivalent of a jockey
0: 50 kilos incredible you know he just desire he wanted to be part of a, be a jockey for a while. Yeah. It happened, although it was only a picnic jockey, he was a, a very good track work rider, and obviously he would put on weight. And, mm. and he, he it just shows you what dedication can do, and the de- dedication continues. Mm. Just look at all the, the the long apprenticeships he's had with the media, mm. uh, the riding, the breaking in, uh, mm. the, pr- the the foreman for his father, mm. and, and it goes on and on. So he. He's got a lot of racing knowledge in that head already, Mm. and he knows how to train a horse. If he doesn't, there's something wrong. And the best part about that apprenticeship is he's been around good horses. That's right. So he knows what a good horse is, he calls a spade a spade, and he's working with a few tried horses at the moment, and it's showing, Mm. Um, and he'll come to the fore. Very hard to build a new stable. All right. We'll post that diet online for
1: you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you'd like it at a future date, we're going to take a break when we come back. More Rose Rosehill. Okay, let's go to race uh, number five. This is uh, the three year old filly uh, Aravine, trained by Carolyn Jennings uh, at Flemington, and heads to Sydney with this very impressive win. I'm up.
2: As the field really bunches turning for home and Sea Treasures, Charity Spirit and Aravine is chiming in on the outside. Two lengths away to Akira running on. Clear then from Ting Tong at the 250 Sea Treasures. Aravine stride for stride. Two lengths away to Akira as Aravine put paid to Sea Treasures and Aravine dashes two. Three lengths clear from Ting Tong. Akira now fighting out the miners but Aravine is edging clear and the Victorians way too good. Ting Tong second and Sea Treasures is Kicked on for third. Akira peaked on the run fourth. Then Rosie Impact from Charity Spirit. Bums yeah, what have we got here? Uh, might be all right. She's she's raw. She's talented.
0: This is only a sixth start. She's won three of them. Uh, she steps up to the 2,000 metres here and, um, well, just puts a gap in them. Uh, she's by Fastnet Rock. She's out of a Zabil man, so she's got pedigree. And, um, yeah, made an early move here and continue to run right through the line. So I'm saying, yeah, a definite Queensland Oaks type of filly. Uh, Sam got suspended there from May 29 to June 5, so a few days suspension there. And what can you say about the beaten brigade? Ting-Tong just run into the wrong horse. He was good see treasures battled. Um, It's all about the winner. Mm. It's all about the winner.
1: Races for James Kennedy. James Kennedy, we interviewed James uh, last year on Trek to the Everest because he purchased uh, Greg Ingham's slot. He became an Everest slot holder. And they are his colours, those black colours, James Kennedy. And um, representing the stable yesterday, here's a blast from the past, a familiar face, Roger Elliott.
0: Sort of um, growing up mentally and, yeah, just everything's going great.
4: Roger, the best part of her work was late when she really pulled clear and put the, uh, the race to bed.
0: Yeah, I was, a bit, I was a bit worried you know, when he got so far back, but um, Sam knows what he's doing and rode a great.
4: And the heavy track was no problem. She seemed to get through it beautifully. Yeah, it was
0: great. A big
5: raw filly and going to the barriers, she gave me a, a bit of an unassuming feel. She was very green and having a good spook at things, but I think she's handled the occasion very well coming up from Melbourne and in a stronger race here today and um, with the Oaks in mind for her she's ticked uh, today's box and it's only going to give her a bit of confidence moving forward as well. Um, she, it was a bit of a query before the race in the ground but uh, that was obviously no dramas for her and um, now she's a, a lovely staying filly
3: going forward. And the best part of her race seems of that last 200 metres where she really ripped clear.
5: Yeah, I wasn't expecting to be as far back as I was but um, a bit of pressure up front, just had to go back to plan B but I got a lovely cut into it down the side, and um, when she knuckled down into her work that last 250 metres or so, she was, um, she was impressive.
1: Uh, Sam was suspended for that uh, winning ride. Leaving the 800, he pleaded guilty. Leaving the 800, he allowed his mount to shift in when not clear, resulting in Akira losing its rightful running and being in and hampering Queen Maker. So he's out from the 29th of May to the 5th of June.
0: He misses one Saturday.
1: He doesn't miss Mazu, it's in the paddock. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Here's um, the sixth race. Let's go to... Well, these colours... These colours were expected to be winning the Doomban Cup with Zaki. Uh, that'll wait for another day, but let's pick up the core with... Rapaho winning um, for Bjorn Baker and Dylan, D- Dylan Gibbons.
2: Dynasty trying to pick up between them and Shibley still a long way back as Arapaho goes on with the job now and takes the lead clearly from Perfect Radiance, a gap back to Rebel Rana and Dream Runner, but Rapaho reveling in the conditions here for Dylan Gibbons has gone further in front, Perfect Radiance holding second at the moment from Rebel Rama, nothing making ground and Arapaho is going to give these a nice old spanking. Won it by six lengths to Perfect Radius, Rebel Rama third. Who Dak got up for fourth in front of travelling Kate. I uh, hope they checked
0: the markings because it dead set looked like Zarkin. <laughs>
2: <special. laughs> sprinting to the
0: line there. Uh, first wins since arriving from France in 2020. <laughs> but what, a win. It was what worth, a win. It was worth waiting for. <laughs> what do we do with this horse now? He's won oh. like Varlap there. Um, yeah. Good job. Uh, good win. Maybe he just loves the Rose Hill mud. We'll find out next time. Perfect radiance was solid up front. Uh, Rebel Rama battle. Well, Dynasties was awful. Did not pick her feet up. After winning on a wet track in Brisbane last time, she was hopeless and tailed right off. Well, what did the fabulous
1: Baker boy have to say for himself after that performance?
10: I thought he was a great h chance and... Uh... Obviously, they're very prominent colours, and Zaki was scratched today, but I, th- I got him a bit confused at <laughs> <laughs> the 200. <laughs> he bolted it. Uh, yeah, see, he's sort of shown a lot. We thought he was going to be top class. He was a stakes performer. He obviously just loved the wet track, and last time over 1800, he was actually really good at Hawkesbury. But I think today, even a little bit wetter, um, so really, really dominant win. The owners have been patient. Got some great people in this horse, and uh, I hope they. They keep loyal today because he was a great price. So he was only a relatively cheap purchase by Jim Clark and in, in Europe. I think he was uh, landed here for two hundred thousand. So he's well on his way now, and hopefully the handicap is not too tough on him.
5: It wasn't very pretty, but at least we got the job done. Mate, he bolted in. He did, and um, sort of going to the start, he gave him that feel like he was fit and ready to go. And first half of the race worked out perfectly. We were just three wide. That second line would cover, and I just thought. This can't be better, but then second half of the late race, we lost cover, and I was a bit worried from there, and then especially from the 600, I just wanted to keep tabs on him, and he just picked up the bit and towed me right through it, and I was worried getting there a bit soon, but with the claim and all the momentum, he just raced away.
4: You looked to have a lap full of him, and he just sort of ambled up under his own steam.
5: Yeah, he did. That's exactly right. I didn't want to go that early and hit the front on training when I was three wide, no cover, so, yeah, I didn't have much choice. I was just passenger, so I'll
1: take it. Okay, uh, we're going to take a break when we come back. Uh, another import winning, this time the listed Lord Mayor's Cup.
2: City of Parramatta, Lord Mayor's Cup, over 2,000 metres, and the starter is ready to send them off. Stand by. Gates are back now and they're off and racing. Rock taken back from the wide draw. Bethencourt jump well with Hoefela. Moroni going through the middle and Mirren's out deep followed by the frontman. Elias Taikamochi's going to settle in the second half of the field. From Ari's sequel, Papalino and Rock's taken back to last. Bethencourt th- in front here for the early stages of the race with hopeful still striding up. Moroni's between them. Elias getting a good run on the back of the speed up the fence. Deeper out then is Mirren from the frontman, Iris sequeler, Taika two off to Papalino, and Rock is last of all. So it's the informed form Bethancourt in front, and Hopeful, the runner-up in the Hawkesbury Cup, will go and sit up on the outside. Mirren's caught off the track, trying to roll forward, and Elias on the back of the speed. Three-quarters then to Moroni, followed by the frontman and Irish sequeler, a length and a half Taika from Papalino, and Rock's about eight lengths off the lead, last of all. So it's Bethancourt down the back, leading by a half-length on half follow. Tucked away third, so All the favourites running one, two, three, as they prepare to lead the back straight now. Followed by Maroney and Mirren still caught deep. As Maroney starts an early run now, coming out of a trailing position. Further back to the frontman on the outside of Taika Mochi and Irie Sequel back to third last. Two off to Papalino, and Rock is now last. So Bethan caught in front, but Maroney has made that early move. Parks up on the outside now. So Bethan caught in front by a head to Maroney, and Mirren goes to third out. Deep over on the inside is Alais, and now the frontman got itchy fingers and it starts a four wide run. Clear from Hoful, Ty Camachi, Irish sequel, then Papalino, and Rock is still back last. The frontman going on with the job wide out, moved up to join Bethan, and Mirren, followed by Moroni, a couple off to Hoful. Rock is coming down the outside. Alais is dropping right out of it. It's the frontman at the 200. Two links clear. Rock is coming home well. Hopeful is starting to get its second wind. It's the frontman. Length and a half clear to Hoefel is knuckling down now. It's the frontman just in front. Hopeful lunging on the outside and Hopeful got up to win the Lord Mayor's Cup. Won it narrowly from the frontman. Rock third, Papolino fourth. Then came Mirren from Taikamochi. Irish sequel. Uh, Bethancourt dropped out. So did Maroney who started that early run. And uh, Laos, well, you assume the conditions got him there. He's gone terribly in last spot.
0: Yeah, there were a few disappointing runners there, and um, Alaya, slow to recover, has to trial. He walked over the line with a Moroni um, uh, with a cardiac arrhythmia. Beth and Court had a poor recovery. It was a pattern of the day. Horses were really struggling mm. uh, in these conditions. And this is an interesting horse. Um, he Annabelle's got a few of these imports. She gets them going, she works them out. This horse was a rat bag at Hawkesbury. Um Almost didn't knocked over Brown. Yeah, they just and sweating up profusely. Uh, just looking at the vision yesterday, he was much, much better, so may have just been a one off for him. Um You weren't even hopeful right here. Not at all. Not at all. It was all about the winner can it hang on or is Rock gonna charge over the top? Rock just struggled at the two thousand. He's a horse that uh, I think they're thinking he may go up for that new race in Queensland. What is it? The q twenty. Q22, yeah. Yep. And he, the timing looks right. Third up off a win. He can stay. He can definitely stay. So the future looks good. The frontman went early, but I'm not going to be critical of that when you're traveling on the track like that. And like I said, some of those horses, um, there was excuses, I, which I went through there, Elias Moroni and, and Court. Zaki won that. Q22
1: last year, mm. uh, off the back of his seven-length uh, and Cup romp. Uh, let's go to uh, Alex Turpin representing the stable.
7: He's not an easy horse, so credit to the team. They've done a good job with him, and um, yeah, Rachel knows him very well, so good job to her too.
4: Because he ran terrifically well first time in Australia when he went to absolute pieces in the yard at Hawkesbury.
7: Yeah, yeah. And Annabelle was confident coming here off that run at Hawkesbury. It was very promising. She knew the step-up and trip was only going to do him, you know, good. So, yeah.
4: He's done well because he looked gone a dozen times in the home straight and he just, you know, he, he put his head out right where it counted. It,
7: it wasn't an easy watch. We sort of saw Rachel get slightly boxed in, but, um, no, he did very well. Sort of fought to the line.
4: And with a lot of these imports, as you know, it might even be better next time in next preparation.
7: Exactly. So they just keep improving. Um, So I think we've got an exciting future ahead with him. He showed us what he could do at Hawkesbury, and he showed us how naughty he could be as well pre-race, but he is a lot better today. I think I know him a bit better now as well, and and Annabelle's done a great job getting him sort of settled as she can, and um, he was super today. He was really tough, like you said.
3: I did notice that he went out to the track a little bit early. Was that the trick in terms of just keeping him calm before his race?
7: Yeah, that's it. When I got on him at Hawkesbury, he sort of had a bit of a meltdown and just didn't cope with things um, really well, but I think we've all got to know him a little bit more now, and we sort of know how he ticks and know how to keep him calm.
3: And as far as his future, the way he hit the line there over the... 2,000 metres and his form overseas probably suggested he's got scope to be even better again over a, a touch further.
7: Yeah definitely, he'll, um, he'll definitely get further because he relaxes so well early as well, he does everything right in a race, he's, for the tricky horse he is he's actually beautiful to ride once he's out there.
3: They say the best ones have always got that little nasty streak don't they? <laughs> it's
7: just a bit of attitude that's all.
0: These pommies are taking over the world. Well to be a spokesman for a stable now you've got to have a Scottish accent an Irish accent. You've got to be an import. You've got to be an import.
1: You've got to be there. an import. Maria Mia, a newcomer to Joe Pride's stable, a second start for the stable, off the back of a third to Andermatt, wins here as we after pick up Bitcoin the coin.
2: Bitcoin baby from Sunborn. Then came Irish Angel from Miss Fox and Lady of Luxury a store back last. Around the turn and Calgary Queen draws to a clear lead now by three lengths on Moshed Up and Maria Mia. Then came Bitcoin baby. Lady of Luxury coming down the outside and Sunborn towards the inside. Calgary Queen's worked in the lead and Maria Mia's laying it down on the outside. Clear from Lady of Luxury picking up as well. Maria Mia went up to Calgary Queen. A length off Lady of Luxury but Maria Mia Puts the head in front late. Had a great run in transit, and there's another one for Sam Clipper and Maria Mia by three quarters to Calgary Queen, Lady of Luxury third, Bitcoin Baby fourth. Then Miss
0: Fox. Uh, never in doubt, uh, best back runner of the day. I'd suggest. Um, I think we're on form line. Brad and myself don't so take the ten or eleven dollars. Yeah. Eleven dollars it was. And uh, with ones? the scratchings, you still got better than eight dollars. So three dollars something at the finish, mm. just hammered in the betting and. Uh, We keep talking about Joe with these tried horses. We call him the master of the tried horse, and he is just that. So he's worked her out, put her in a beautiful race second up there, and Clipperton's just riding so, so well. It was just three winners on the day, and that was just pretty to watch all the way for supporters. Calgary Queen was too aggressive, uh, but fought on well. Lady of Luxury, very good first up with a big weight. Sunborn was hopeless in the wet there, and Bitcoin Babies and Improver only had one trial leading into that race. Uh, let's go and hear from Joe Pride.
8: It ended up perfect for her, didn't it? Those two sort of chopping at each other in front. And she's got that nice trail behind. So um, that was a good win. Um, she's she's better than the, sort of this grade, but um, it's just sort of been trying to find the right race for her, and we elected to, to give that listed race a miss at Scone and, and bring her here. But um, yeah, hopefully there's a few, few more goals we can sort of chase getting getting late in the season.
4: She's one on the heavy nine, perhaps not overly comfortable in it, but her class got her through it.
8: Yeah, interested to get Sam's thoughts on that. I would have thought the same. I, I sort of thought, I think she's going to be better on top of the ground. Hopefully that doesn't take too much out of her, but, um, you know, maybe, maybe something like the Ramoni might, might suit her. So there's, there's options coming up for, for us, maybe even something in Brisbane. It's just got to... Uh, it's nice to know that she can get through it, but as I say, probably not her preferred surface. Throughout her career, she has been very well performed. Yeah, she has, yeah. now they did a fantastic job, and I've got to say she arrived at my place a couple of months ago in very good order. So I haven't had to do too much with her, um, but nice to get her as a winner here in Sydney. Gave me a really good feel, actually.
5: She's a um, tractable mare. She gets through that ground, but I'm pretty convinced that she's going to be better on, on top of the ground. But um, look, she, she had a great turn of foot today, and... Jay Ford um, tried to pinch the race, and he did a good job, because I got once I got to a length off Jay, um, my mare could have easily peaked on a run, but uh, she knuckled down, she knows how to win, and um, good confidence-boosting
3: win for her, and um, I'm sure she'll show up in, in better class races. Yeah, Joe will say something similar now that probably the timing's right to, to maybe raise the bar a little bit. Do you think she could handle that skip-in grade? Uh, for sure, she's got a great racing pattern, she bounces, puts herself in the spot, and you know, she, like I
5: said, she's very tractable and uh, gives herself every chance in, in winning. So, um, like I said, if she shows up in a, in a stakes race on, on firmer footing, there's no reason why she couldn't be
1: competitive. OK, we'll take a break and when we come back, still two more races to show you. And also the Goodwood, the Group 1 sprint from Adelaide. Okay, uh, let's go to race number nine and uh, we'll pick them up on the home turn. This was Baker and Schiller together with Knight of Power, the favourite. At $2.15, Quintello. And yeah, watch this, show again.
2: Surf Dancer swings in front from Quintello, tampering, through in the outside, and Solar Apex right down the outside. Surf Dancer narrowly in front, but Quintello's getting closer with every stride. Night of Power's getting a split. Then Solar Apex and tampering. It's Surf Dancer Quintello, and Night of Power through the middle. Quintello gets the nose in front from Surf Dancer. Night of Power's lunging the outside, and got up to win it, I'd say. Give it to of Power in a photo from Quintello and surf, A lot of
0: winners come down this lane, right where this Knight um, of Power came. And another perfect ride by Schiller was the difference between winning and losing. Um, he's only second up, so he's an older horse, but he's come up well. The favourite didn't throw it away. She just hit a lot of flat spots, like she was struggling in the going and just trying to read the race, but. She's battled on well, as did Surf Dancer, who, who went out hard there and fought on well. So I think the ride won the race. Well, let's go and here from uh, Bjorn Baker and Tyler Schiller.
10: Well, to be honest, I'd never bet I'm <laughs> not punting. <laughs> but I think a few others did and and Tyler Schiller, just hats off to him. He, Bring the Ransoms ride last week was 100 out of 100 and I've never said, oh, I don't give 100 out of 100 ratings and uh, nor on myself or anyone. He rode Aita was about 95 and I think that ride was 100 out of 100 again. He's a, he is a very, very good jockey and he's going to go straight to the top and and this horse, he's going really well. He works super on Tuesday. I thought there would two best workers on Tuesday morning was him and him and Lady of Luxury and uh, it worked out really well. So Robert Canceri, he's had a big day. It's his colours, Robert. I uh, hope you did well, mate. Uh, I'll see you Monday morning about 4am if you're up.
6: I had to be very patient. He ha- I had a lot of horse there at one stage and I just had to find a gap. And when he found it, he just kept going under hands and heels. And then when I gave him that last smack, he just got straight past him and was tough enough to hang it out on the line. He seemed like he really lengthened that last 50 metres when the race was there to be won or lost. Yeah, definitely, and he's not a typical wet, trapper, wet tracker, sorry. and he's really toughed it out there to win in these conditions. He's done a terrific job, and Bjorn's done a great job with his horses.
3: And before we get out of this rain, you wouldn't have heard Bjorn just then, but he said he gave you 100, and 100, 100 out of 100 for your ride on Bring the Ransom, and he's given you another 100 out of 100 for that, so well done. I appreciate it, thank you very much.
0: Just throwing hundreds around. It's, uh, it's only going to go backwards from here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, go to the last. Now um, I just recall. I'm sure you made this the horse to follow out of Takenwell <laughs> uh, two starts back, even though beaten at a dollar eighty favourite. Let's pick up the call. Here's Nemeth. Uh, A third in the Token Cup, a second in the town plate, and a win in town. Three
2: for the back to Sky Wolf, 300 metres to run, and Nemeth at odds moved up now, and Nemeth takes the lead away from Ready to Humble, then Rainbow Connection, Titanium Power, El Buena and Lancaster Bomber, it's Nemeth in front, with 100 metres to run, El Buena goes to second, then Ready to Humble, but Nemeth is going to win the last at attractive odds, Nemeth by a length on the line to El Buena, Lancaster Bomber third, then Ready to Humble, by titanium powered the big easy rainbow connections based
0: yeah well the long shot of the field here the bolter of the field but it, it, frank the town plate from Wagger that front page one because the fourth horse ready to humble one of the other long shots in the race here has run fourth so dominant don't see jason Nine in sydney very often but he, he very capable and gets the job done down that part of the track again um, on Saturday. El a very good first up after only one trial. Lancaster Bob, Bomber, he can pull a run out here and there uh, now and again, and he did there. And the horse they backed again. Skywolf had wet form in Melbourne, but it was awful, absolutely awful. I don't know if they could find much wrong with him. It's just he didn't pick his feet up in that Rose Hill heavy. All right, let's go and hear from
8: uh, Mitch Beer and Jason Lyon. They uh, come up from Aubrey in their droves and I don't think they'll be going home for a while. Probably not the Wednesday by the look of them. Yeah, it was just unreal. I mean, this horse, I'm, I made the move up from uh, Mornington with a small team of horses, and he's the last one that we've sort of got in the stable. And I'm, I was pretty cast when I moved up. And this horse won a couple of jump outs. And he was going to go to Malaysia. And the committee at Aubrey jumped in and, and, and purchased him. And you know he's won a city handicap. He's run second in the town plate. and. One here today, and he might be a Kosciuszko horse. He might well be. I mean, the other day at Wagga, he ran out of his skin, but he proved today that that was no fluke. I had him, I thought, really ready to go first up to win the country championships, and he bled. And I never thought the horse was having any sort of bleeding issues, so we got him home, and we said, we've got to change everything that we're doing with him. And since then, he's been a different horse. So um, just a a credit to the team, and, and I'd just like to thank the owners as well, for supporting Jason Lyon, sticking with him. He had six rides in Townsville yesterday, flew here today. He's getting a lift home in the car and float and riding at Aubrey on Monday, so he's a bloody legend. You know, he came to Aubrey, and he, he was, things weren't going great, and um, he lived with me for a while, and he got back on track, and it's just fantastic to see. He's a terrific rider and a great bloke. We well, were sort of unknown on the heavy today. Um, he's been on the slow, but the track
3: was quite heavy going the barriers. I wasn't sure, but he really loved it. And what did you make of his chances coming in today? Were you a little bit bullish about what he could do? Yeah, we thought, it was just, just the heavy. Like, if, if he let down like, like we know he could on the heavy, we thought he was a very good chance. So, yeah, we're pretty
1: happy. Cheers, mate.
3: I don't think you're going to have to buy yourself a drink tonight. I think there's a few going to be maybe putting their hand in their pocket for you. I'd say so.
1: Geez, well, travelled. we get to see him in Darwin. Yeah. He rides up there at the carnival every year and, and rides plenty of winners. But
0: what did he say? Townsville, Townsville, back to Sydney and going to Albury. Yeah, he's, gonna, he's an interesting, he's an interesting story. Mm. Be, be a good chat to him, I reckon. Uh, one to go,
1: one to go. Let's have a look at the uh, the Goodwood, the feature sprint in Adelaide yesterday, as we picked them up at the 300 Lombardo in front.
2: Free of deck gets to the outside. General Bow starting to wind up from back, and so too, Behemoth. The leader, Lombardo, Bella Nipotina, Behemoth winding up, the astrologist, then further back to not an option. Lombardo kept going in the Goodwood from Hal Vorson and Frankie Pino. Lombardo! He's unbeatable here at Morfordville. Five out of five, and he takes the group one. Hal Vorson, Frankie Pino from last,
10: might
0: have pinched Well, what a. What a record, uh, five from five, yeah. including Goodwood, and um, and what a carnival uh, they've had, Price and Kent. Yep. They have had an amazing carnival. Uh, just a little story out of that race: the third horse, the astrologist Freddie Kersley, when he pulled the whip through, it was hanging, and he pulled the whip through from one um, arm to the neck, one hand to the next, mm-hmm. and he dislocated his shoulder. So he did an amazing job getting that horse over the line, running third. He dislocated his shoulder doing that, pulling his whip through. Amazing. That's why we don't do those That's things.
1: right. <laughs> That's why we sit on the couch and do nothing. We're going to do stretches. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Well, that is it. I think that's the first time we've done a show when we haven't been to the race meeting. Exactly. <laughs> Let's hope we're going to one next week. Yes. Well, now, Dooman's on on Wednesday. Yep. Hopefully the, the weather holds up enough for that Dooman Cup meeting. In its entirety, the entire race meeting has just been picked up and put into to Wednesday. And then uh, next Saturday, um, the, uh, the they head to Eagle Farm. So let's hope the the weather turns nice for the Queenslanders uh, as we get right into their carnival. But that's it. That's it. OK, enjoy the rest of your weekend.